Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you once again from the Lady Demora, Her Majesty's carriage. It is a late evening, and I have just left my workday at the candy shop. The sky is just dark as pitch, and I'm reminded of some of the late evenings when I'd be allowed to stay up and uh, sneak out with Dad when he'd have to borrow the car to run errands. Yes, when I was a kid and Mom worked at the hospital, sometimes I'd get to go with Dad to pick her up from her late shift. But I would have to promise to be playing possum, pretend to be asleep, on the back seat when we arrived and uh, I just recall those times with a fondness as everything was quiet that hour the sky was dark and there was only the occasional light overhead from the lights over the highway so how are you? what have you been up to? by now you've probably gotten a a whiff or two of the coming season. Maybe you've gotten excited for warmer weather. Maybe, like many of us, you get your hopes up when that silly little holiday comes by, that day we in America call Groundhog's Day comes by and we let an animal predict when the uh, the seasons will come and go. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't pay attention, well, earlier this month, uh, the little critter popped its head out of the hole, and this year it was just a baby, because the, the outgoing uh, holder of the title was uh, getting on in years, so they, they picked a new little critter, and this was its first year. So, of course, first time on the job, it was probably going to to get things wrong, because it said, according to lore, that since it didn't see its shadow, it wasn't scared, and we're supposed to be due for an early spring. Well, I can tell you that we're most of the way through the month of February here, and not quite apple country, and uh, it has only been in the 30s in the Fahrenheit realm here, so... I don't hold a lot of faith in that uh, that myth that uh, a little critter could be telling you of what's to come. So, what have I been up to? Well, last weekend, Hubby and I got to have a day off together, and uh, the night before, when he came home from a late day at the kit at. Uh, Grace Brothers, I made the mistake, yes, mistake, of deciding that I was going to to try to play a side quest, as it were. Yes, I, I actually managed to play a video game. In this case, it was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is the latest installment in that role-playing game series. Um, in this case, it was on the, the Wii U, the... Um, Successor to the Wii, I do not have a Switch. 
It's been out two years. They've barely lowered the price. And uh, it still doesn't have all the functionality that the Wii U did. So, But I managed to snag a copy of Breath of the Wild for the Wii U a few months back, and I've been playing it. And uh, it's the first time in a while. Well, I decided that since I, I need some coin, or rupees, if you're familiar with the game, some money, that I would uh, play a side quest to earn me some of that moolah. Well... Uh, there are these these large mechanical sort of soldiers. Uh, I think they call them guardians in the game. And they're kind of like, uh, well, if you know about Doctor Who, if you're a sci-fi fan, the Daleks. It's kind of a sort of a a, uh, a soldier, a, metallic, a mechanical soldier. And in this case, it has uh, a laser that it can shoot at you when you get too close. And uh, they're quite formidable. Well, in this particular area of the landscape, you can climb to a, a high peak. You can climb to mountains and be overlooking the canyon below. So you're sort of out of reach of these uh, little guardians. And you can you could throw things down on them. Now, in this case, it's it's bombs, but uh, it does very little damage. Now, uh, you can attack them with some of your other weaponry. You know, mostly uh, like uh, oh, shock arrows, ice arrows, fire arrows, that sort of thing, and do a bit more damage. But uh, you know, you eventually run out of those things. So when you're down to the little endless supply of bombs you have in this little magic bag well you can uh, keep reloading but it takes forever and at one point I uh, neglected to notice that my control pad which is how you play the majority of the games on the Wii U was running low on battery now I did have the charging cord on hand and I did plug it in but at one point I ended up exiting, and uh, I'm glad that I had a save point, because, uh, well, in simpler terms, I got killed. Link went nighty-night, and I had to uh, start that section over for my save point, so I have been regretting getting back to that, because I don't recall how close I was to defeating this guardian. And supposedly, you get quite a bit of coin once that uh, has been done, and it will let me complete another stage of the game. But anyways, so having recently traveled, having recently had a little escape, a little adventure, I have settled back into old routines doing laundry, making lunches. You'd think that, uh, you know, we, we were running a, a a foster home or something, but no, it's just hubby and I in the putties. But uh, when you're trying to live a uh, healthier lifestyle and you prepare your foods in advance, it can be quite tedious. So much so that I, I look longingly towards my next adventure, And, well, we're at that time of the year where 
there are no more major holidays coming up. So, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Spring will eventually get here, and the adventure therein will be, you know, returning to mowing the yard and, well, hopefully being able to get back outdoors and uh, have morning walks again. Certainly the sunlight helped to improve my mood and distract me days. And uh, maybe, just maybe, Hubby and I will uh, get around to doing some landscaping of our property, which we've been at for six years now, and you'd think that we would have done more than just cut down a couple of trees. But uh, that's life when uh, you both work very different jobs and have different schedules. Quite often, Hubby has to use his vacation time so that his schedule aligns with mine more. So, whereas I basically have banker's hours and automatically get weekends off, for him to get a weekend off with me, he has to use vacation time. So, that limits our opportunities later in the year. Hopefully, this year, this summer, we will get back to uh, having an adventure as we are one to do for our anniversary. I'd like to maybe return to the Albany area where we went to a uh, an old armory that was turned into a castle-themed bed and breakfast called the Amsterdam Castle. That would be nice. Um, maybe get to some parks go camping that would be nice as well it's hard to believe that in a couple of months it will have been a decade since i have been back in my home state of new york i say that it's hard to believe because until recently uh i have been back as almost as long as i had lived away so, you know, whew, I whistled. Um, yes, a whistling moment. A third of my life was spent away from home. So I, I don't know, I still am trying to get used to the idea that being in my home state is exciting, I guess. It's not that I don't like being here, but with the economy being what it is, at times it's difficult to get passionate about your surroundings unless you're able to get out and about. So it's easy to become more romantic when you think about hopping onto a plane and venturing out elsewhere. Uh, a few years back, I did uh, take hubby to uh, Colorado where I lived for nearly a decade and at the time it had been five years since I'd left that state. It's hard to think now that it has been almost twice that soon. I for one would like to go back for a visit again uh, as we did during that visit we attended a science fiction convention known as Starfest which takes place in April of each year. So with any luck, maybe that would be in the future for us, although 
we're hoping that now that it's been a few years since our last trip overseas and we've managed to start pinching some pennies recently, stuff the mattress, you know, uh, take it from there, and hopefully we can start planning a trip to go to the United Kingdom. Uh, when we went to Ireland for our four-year wedding anniversary, we planned it out over the course of a week, and we spent just a couple of days in uh, one of three locations. So that would be exciting to start planning that out. I, I think that uh, we would uh, you know, maybe fly into Scotland, spend a couple of days there, get down to Wales, and then end in uh, merry old London, big old London, where unfortunately uh, it's my understanding that Big Ben is under repairs until 2021. So although we aren't the sort that really are very touristy, so, um, you know, I probably won't be too disappointed if I don't get to see Buckingham Palace. I'm sure there's, uh, you know, a, a long list of attractions that would fit the bill for me. I like to think that uh, the more fun things to do are what those who live there do, the, the locals. So I'll be looking at those lists rather than the, the trendy tourist things. So that's my happy thought, and uh, I'm going to be working on my homework for the next episode of Madden Name Minutia. Yes, it's kind of like having a, a college course or doing some extra credit. It's something fun that I've been doing lately with my uh, my podcasting friend, Toppy Smelly of the Smellcast, and we're having uh, quite a bit of fun doing it. Shortly, we are coming up on a dozen episodes after this next one. And if you drop by univazpods.net on Friday, March 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern, you'll be able to participate in our chat room. And we're going to be talking about the uh, late 80s, and it was actually in 89 that this was launched, Fox sci-fi TV series, part police drama, part sitcom, Alien Nation. So, uh, you know, look that up. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be on streaming. I think you can purchase it from Amazon to watch on your uh, your digital devices. But uh, that's what I've got going on right now. Stay tuned for the second half of this program. And here we are. We have officially arrived at the weekend. It is Friday. Woot woot! <laughs> oh, happy day. And of course, if you don't have weekends off, apologies. I hope you have a chance soon to catch your breath between moments of pandemonium. I myself am all too well aware of this, uh, as hubby Billy often has to pick and choose his battles, as it were, with the schedule at Grace Brothers. He usually gets one Sunday off a week, maybe a weekend a month, which 
I suppose in hindsight is a a good prospect. I mean, uh, if you're one who doesn't normally even get one weekend day off, it could be quite a struggle to coordinate with uh, friends and family and most certainly your loved ones. We're very fortunate that uh, this weekend, Hubby and I are expecting to have the stars align. Yes, by that I mean we have the weekend off together. Now, uh, knock on wood, uh, you know, do that for me because I'm driving right now. But, uh, you know, have a happy thought for me because, well, this is the time of year where things... uh, they get, tend to get hairy in the world of retail because the holidays are over and only those who uh, remain helpful get to, to stay on the island, as it were. So, uh, you know, this is when they find out that some of the folks who are still behind may not be working out long term and... Uh, Well, you know, as we work into the spring, we get to uh, do some more hiring, possibly. So, it remains to be seen if Hubby will get to uh, keep the whole weekend off. But, uh, happy thoughts! (laughs) Uh, So tonight, a day late, because Hubby had to work late last night... We'll be watching the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. Now, I don't believe in giving any spoilers, because I know there's a fair share of you out there who haven't yet taken the plunge. But uh, I do implore you, if you didn't catch the first season, this season is a bit different, and uh, there has been a concerted or concerted, a deliberate effort to incorporate elements of the original series, the the Star Trek that started it all way back in the 60s. Yes, we have Captain Pike, who was the captain of the Enterprise in the original unaired pilot of Star Trek. And uh, his portrayal by one Anson Mount has introduced quite a bit of camaraderie within the crew. Something that wasn't present during the first season because, uh, well, it's an unspoken uh, rule that each season is going to have a different leader on Discovery because uh, much like someone who might be in the service, your your position, your career, it, it takes on... Uh, different paths so unlike other Star Trek shows where it focuses on the uh, ensemble cast of the the bridge crew this is sort of a a career officer story because we are seeing uh, some of the characters rise up among the ranks we saw Michael Burnham in uh, the first season with some flashbacks about her origins And uh, we have a cadet who is on board the Discovery the first season. Sylvia Tilly, who happens to be uh, Commander Burnham's roommate. 
and uh, she has been accepted into the command training program this season. So we get to watch several of the characters aboard progress in their careers with the service. The service of the future, of course, because this is Starfleet, after all. So I am looking forward to being able to watch tonight's episode, or rather the latest episode, because we're supposed to be returning to the home world of the first officer, Commander Saru, who's played by a character actor named Doug Jones, who has played a variety of interesting roles over the years, including in a Academy Award-nominated film, The Shape of Water, that came out just the other year. Doug Jones always plays quirky characters, tall characters, because he himself is a tall gentleman. And uh, back in the 90s, he played uh, Bette Midler's character Winifred's boyfriend in Hocus Pocus, the story of the Salem witches, and uh, his character was Billy, the long-since-departed boyfriend brought back from the beyond to the uh, witch's bidding. That was back in the 90s, and he has had a career of playing quirky and uh, very um, standout characters, a testimony to that actor's abilities. I am just on my way home from my workday at the candy shop, looking forward to my weekend. I have a, a few errands to run before I hit home. I'm going to pick up some dinner and uh, look t- forward to uh, a night in. And since hubby doesn't have to be up early the next morning, there's a small chance that uh, there may be some sleeping in tomorrow. (laughs) Although, we'll certainly have to be waking up on time to see to it that our putty cat gets his morning medication. But then it's it's back to Betty Bye so that yours truly can uh, finally get the eight hours that most people calling themselves human normally get. That's not the case for yours truly, but... uh, As they say, that is a story for another time. Or is it, if you're paying attention? (laughs) So I'm quite excited because uh, a week from today is that that highly anticipated next episode of Matinee Minutia that I was just speaking about. Yes, we are going to be talking about the 1989 one-season wonder Produced by the producer of The Bionic Woman and V, Kenneth Johnson, Alien Nation. And it has so many different uh, subplots, undertones to the series. There's uh, immigration, there's slavery, there is, uh, oh, just a, a number of different storylines including aging and age discrimination as uh, as well as religion and the different philosophies of of east versus west 
Just a very fun show. And now, unfortunately, unlike a lot of shows today, it is not available on streaming. And I've probably said this already, but uh, it seems to be available in a digital format for purchase. So if you're like me and uh, enjoyed Alienation as much as I did, and uh, of course I was not even a teenager then, but uh, when it finally did come out onto DVD, I just had to have it. So that's how I'm watching it. It was available for a time as an exclusive at a certain electronics store, but I think it can still be purchased online if you do some digging. And who knows, if you're like Hubby and I, and you're sometimes frugal, you might be able to find a good used copy. And I was just thrilled to find out that some other fans like myself decided to do a podcast about Alienation. Now, of course, in 1989, the internet was... I'm not even sure it was available for home use, but uh, certainly podcasts were around. So um, these two brothers decided to rewatch the entire 22 episodes of an alien alienation's original run. I say original run because eventually they got around to giving the fans five TV movies. Can you imagine? Not just one, because they left us with a cliffhanger, but five. And there were also a series of novels that were released by some of the celebrated sci-fi authors who have written Star Trek novels, including Mr. Peter David, one of my favorite authors. So we'll be, uh, you know, uh, tucking ourselves in, uh, in calling it a weekend in with one of my favorite late 80s shows. It was, it was basically a 90s show because it started in the fall of 89. So it really was a 90s show. And come to find out, it actually predated my exposure. Yes, I said exposure. Naughty. Um, my exposure to Star Trek, which I had forgotten was not my first science fiction series. Of course, my father had a great love of movies and he had a vast uh, cassette collection at home. So when I became uh, introduced to Star Trek at my first opportunity, there was already an entire series of films which my father had copies of. So it was uh, like discovering a new favorite author and realizing that uh, you could just check out all of their work at the local library. I know, doesn't that sound a little dated? But I am the kid who used to do extra credit projects in school and used to hang out in the library. In fact, in high school, I considered the librarian to be one of my best friends. And uh, it was quite interesting because uh, at one point, the librarian changed in our building because our school district went through some changes. And I 
swore that I would not like the new librarian. Well, she came in and, uh, you know, set up shop. She, she turned on the charm. And the first time I got near her office, it was like somebody was baking cookies. This lady enjoyed a uh, perfume that smelled like vanilla, which was very popular in the 90s. And she also wore a nail polish that smelled like chocolate. So the combination of the two together smelled like freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. Now, who doesn't want to hang out around that? (laughs) So, we're going to be watching Alien Nation. I'm not sure I'm going to touch that video again anytime soon, because, well, you know, when you're throwing coins at a fountain, it kind of takes a a while for you to get rid of the big bad, bad guy. So I may try a different quest, and I certainly have a stack of other games that, uh, Hubby was kind enough to find for me for the holidays. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to note when uh, certain video game companies decide that uh, one version of their system is on its way out, namely the the Wii and the Wii U, um, games get marked down because they're not making them anymore. And sure, um, you know, they may not be brand new copies, but I haven't played that one before, so it's still new to me. So those are my plans. I'm going to be watching Alien Nation, doing my homework for Matinee Minutia, probably get some video games in, uh, some uh, household chores, and then, of course, what weekend with hubby is complete without a trip to the thrift store. With any luck, we'll find uh, something rare, Maybe uh, some movie I've been meaning to see that's not on streaming. And perhaps it will be a future episode of Matinee Minutia. All right, folks, be sure to drop by next Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, univazpods.net. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univazpods.net.